Welcome to this edition of the Head Dead Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 180 of the podcast. And in this episode of the podcast, I'm talking about the Atlanta Braves winning their first World Series title since 1995. That's right, the Atlanta Braves have been the Houston Astros in six games to win their first World Series title since 95. But before we look at this current Braves team, let's look back in the past because in 95, this Braves team was a much different type of team. They had three Hall of Fame aces in John Smoltz, Greg Maddox, and Tom Glavin, and they had a future Hall of Fame third baseman in Chipper Jones. This franchise, the Braves, was a model of consistency led by manager Bobby Cox. They won their division title, the NL East, 14 years in a row from 1991 to 2005, but only walked away with one title in 95. They lost the World Series four times in that time span. 1991 to the Twins, the famous Jack Morris, John Smoltz, 10 in a game. 1992 to the Blue Jays, a team that would end up repeating the following year. And 1996 and 1999 to the New York Yankees during their dynasty run led by Joe Torre, Derek Jeter, Bernie Williams, Mariano Rivera, if it weren't for those Yankees, the Braves would have been the best team of the 1990s. I mean, in a way, if you were going to compare any sports team to that Braves team of the 90s, you would compare them to the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills during the 90s lost four straight Super Bowls in a row. The Braves, yeah, they won a World Series title, but they also lost four times. People do not remember those 14 division titles in a row, but they do remember that Yankees 90s dynasty that won four World Series titles. Titles are the only things that matter when it comes to winning. Yes, I really love a consistent franchise. I think more baseball teams should be super consistent and try to make the postseason every year, but it felt like for a very long time period, the Braves would just make the postseason and then lose in the first round or the NLCS time and time again. I mean, think about this. From 2000 to 2005, they made the postseason each and every year, but failed to reach the World Series. How can you remember that fondly when you don't win? The Braves are not a dynasty. They had a very decent run. They ended up winning a World Series title, but the Yankees were the clear dynasty of the time. So I feel like, for the most part, that Atlanta Braves team have been long forgotten. And that team had some really nice players. I mean, Javi Lopez was one of the best hitting catchers of the time period. Andrew Jones has long been forgotten. I mean, this guy was one of the best defensive center fielders I've ever seen. He also had a really steady bat during his time with the Atlanta Braves. And now let's get to this current iteration of the Braves. They felt similar in a way. They've been to the postseason four years in a row, and until this year, no one seriously viewed them as world series contenders. I mean, going into the postseason, people picked the Dodgers, the Giants, and even the St. Louis Cardinals ahead of the Atlanta Braves. And I feel like it's because the Atlanta Braves have this reputation of making the postseason and always coming up short. I mean, again, they've only won the World Series once in 1995. And meanwhile, the Giants, the Dodgers, and the Cardinals have all won more recently. I mean, think of the Cardinals. They have a reputation of sneaking into the postseason and winning 
winning the World Series. That's what they did back in 2006. And the Giants have won in surprising fashion. And this year, they won over a 100 games. And then you have the Dodgers, who are the defending champions. So yes, obviously, those teams should have been picked ahead of the Atlanta Braves. But they were also picked ahead of them because they have a reputation of coming through when it matters most. The Atlanta Braves lack that reputation, which is why a lot of people, including myself, are surprised to see the Braves winning this year's World Series. And the most impressive thing about this current Braves team is that they won without their best player, Ronald Acuna Jr., who was lost in the middle of the season. At that point, the Braves were teetering between 500, and instead of giving up on their season, they brought in big boppers to bolster their offense. Eddie Rosario, who was an average regular season player, but in the postseason, he had 560 in the National League Championship Series, winning Series MVP. Former Dodger Jock Peterson, who of course won the World Series last year with the Dodgers. Adam Duvall, who in 55 games with the Braves hit 60 homers and drove in 45. It's his second stint with the team. And Jorge Soler, who is one of the best power hitters in the league. He hit three home runs in the World Series, including a 446-foot bomb in Game 6 and one Series MVP. So when their best player went down, the offense did not struggle. It got better. With Acuna, the Braves averaged 4.73 runs a game. And without him, they averaged 5.53. And a majority of the credit has to go to their president of baseball ops, Alex Anthopoulos, who I think is the most underrated executive in all of baseball. This guy makes great trades. While he was with the Blue Jays, he traded for Jose Batista and Edwin Encarnacion, who became two of the best power hitters in baseball, and traded for Josh Donaldson, who won the MVP while a member of the Blue Jays, and this year he did his best job yet. He traded for National League Championship Series MVP Eddie Rosario and World Series MVP Jorge Soler. Think about that. When was the last time a National League Championship Series MVP and a World Series MVP was not on the team at the All-Star break? That is super impressive. What's also impressive about those moves is he didn't make the flashy moves. He didn't give up top prospects. He brought in solid baseball players. I mean, Jorge Soler is a very good power hitter, but he's not a big name. This isn't a name that gets people excited. Bringing back Adam Duvall didn't get people excited. Jock Peterson didn't excite people. Eddie Rosario didn't excite people, but he made the right baseball moves. Nowadays, so many teams try to bring in those big names. Oh, I need to fill the hole, get me the biggest name possible. No, Alex Anthopoulos got himself the right people to save the Braves' season. Because at the time that Acuna went down, I'm sure every Braves fan wanted them to trade for the big name in Chris Bryant. And Chris Bryant ended up going to the San Francisco Giants, but Chris Bryant would not have done what Eddie Rosario and Jorge Soler did for the Atlanta Braves. So maybe this is a case of you shouldn't always go for the biggest name. Go for the guys who are going to help you win. And that's what Alex Anthopoulos did with the Braves, and that's why he's won his first World Series. We have to talk about the core nucleus of this Braves team. I mean, last year's MVP, Freddie Freeman, was steady as ever with a 300 batting average and 30 homers, and some guys really stepped up this year with career best years. Third baseman Austin Riley had a 3-0-3 batting average with 33 homers and 107 RBIs. Second baseman Ozzie Albies did it all. He had 30 homers. He drove in 106 runs and stole 20 bases. And shortstop Dansby Swanson hit 27 home runs and 88 RBIs. And 
and pitcher Max Fried really became the ace down the stretch, winning 14 games. That's another impressive thing about the Braves is developing their own guys. I mean, Freddie Freeman has grown and developed to be the best player on the team. Then you have Ozzie Albies, who does not look like one of the best players in baseball, but is. And Dansby Swanson is not only a really good defensive player, but now he's become a formidable offensive one. I think when you look at this Braves team, they really feel like a team. They have one superstar player right now in Freddie Freeman, Acuna's down, a star player in Ozzie Albies, and then a lot of nice pieces. I mean, Dansby Swanson is not a star, but he is a really good player. Then you have Jorge Soler, who's not a star. He's a really good player. Eddie Rosario is a really good player. There was no week out in this lineup. Even catcher Travis Darno. I mean, I was a big Mets fan, and he was one of their best catchers they had during that time period. Travis Darno is one of the best hitting catchers in all of baseball. And then nobody talks about this guy, so I will. Starting pitcher Charlie Morton is one of my favorite pitchers today. He had an impressive run with the Astros, the Rays, and now the Braves. And it's no coincidence that those teams win when he's on them. I love those kind of guys who just go to teams and change the culture and turn them into winners. I mean, you have guys like Eric Hinsky in the past. He would always be on winning teams. Then you add like Matt Stairs. He would always be on a winning team. Johnny Gomes. I love those kind of guys. Morton has been to three of the last five World Series and won twice with the Astros and with the Braves. And he was there with the Tampa Bay Rays. This guy is one of the best winners. And why I think the future of the Braves is exciting is because moving forward, they have a young core that are going to get better. They're going to get Ronald Acuna Jr. back. So their offense is presumably going to get even better than they were down the stretch. And then they have young pitchers and Max Fried and Ian Anderson, who, oh, by the way, threw five no-hit innings in Game 5 of the World Series. Those two guys are only going to get better. I mean, it's a nice spot to be in winning the World Series and then getting Ronald Acuna Jr. back. I mean, you know that guy wants to prove that he can be a part of this winning culture. I mean, that guy was being compared to Mike Trout, to all the best players in all of baseball, and now the Braves are getting him back. And I think there are a lot of comparisons to this team, to those Braves of the 90s. Both teams are managed by baseball lifers. In the 90s, it was Bobby Cox. I mean, Bobby Cox was Mr. Consistency. Again, he was their manager for the majority of those division titles. He was a guy who was their manager when they won the World Series in 1995. And today, they're led by Brian Snitaker, a manager that most casual baseball fans have probably never heard of. But this guy is a baseball lifer. I mean, he managed in the minors for so long. He's been a coach for the Braves forever. And then he finally got his chance to manage the Braves, and now he's won a World Series championship with them. Both teams were led by unassuming superstars. I mean, in the 90s, you had Chipper Jones. Chipper Jones would just put up numbers. It had nothing to do with his personality, and the same can be said today for Freddie Freeman. I mean, those guys are just super consistent. They're not flashy players. They're not always the most exciting guys, but at the end of the year, they're going to hit 300, they're going to hit 30 homers, and they're going to drive in a lot of runs, and both guys have won MVP. And both teams were and are led by super underrated baseball executives. In the 90s till the mid-2000s, they had John Sherholz, who should be a future Hall of Famer. This is a guy who signed Greg Maddox. This is a guy who traded for Fred McGriff. I mean, these are some of the best moves ever made by a baseball executive. And he seems to be left off of the list of the best executives ever. I mean, everyone talks about Theo Epstein. Everyone 
everyone talks about Billy Bean, everyone talks about Brian Cashman, but a name more people should consider as one of the best baseball GMs ever is John Sherls. Again, he was their general manager for that entire run of winning those 14 straight division titles. That is super impressive to be that consistent for so long. And both of those guys, Bobby Cox and John Sherholz, are rightfully in the Baseball Hall of Fame, but I feel like when you have those conversations of the best managers ever, you don't bring up the name Bobby Cox. You bring up guys like Joe Torre and Tony La Russa way before you bring up a guy like Bobby Cox, but Bobby Cox was more consistent than both of those guys. Joe Torre had that run of the four World Series titles, and then he went to the playoffs all those years with the Yankees, but he wasn't always a great manager. Bobby Cox, for his entire run with the Atlanta Braves, was one of the best managers in all of baseball. And like John Sherholz was at the time, Alex Anthopoulos, current GM of the Atlanta Braves, is super underrated. Nobody talks about him when they talk about the best executives working today. For me, he's right up there with Andrew Freeman of the Dodgers, Mike Rizzo of the Nationals, Farhan Zaidi of the Giants, John Mozalik of the Cardinals, and Brian Cashman of the Yankees. I mean, Alex Anthopoulos has done one of the best jobs I've ever seen. Again, he made all of the right moves this year. He traded for the National League Championship Series MVP in Eddie Rosario and the World Series MVP in Jorge Soler. He is a top five baseball GM right now. Now, the biggest difference between the 1990 Braves and the current Braves is that the 90s Braves were led by three future Hall of Fame aces and John Smoltz, Greg Maddox, and Tom Glavin. And I get it, in today's baseball, the starting pitcher does not matter as much. I mean, remember in 1991, John Smoltz went eight innings against Jack Morris in Game 7 of the World Series, and in this year, Ian Anderson threw five perfect innings in Game 5 of the World Series and was pulled. Times are very different. It's all about the offense and it's all about the bullpen in today's baseball, and whether or not you think that's good or not, that is the reality of where the game is at. And even teams that win the World Series with Three dominant aces are becoming less and less. I mean, yeah, a few years ago, you had the Washington Nationals win with Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg, and Patrick Corbin, but those teams are becoming less and less the further we go. I mean, the Dodgers have three dominant pitchers in Scherzer, Kershaw, and Walker Bueller, but they don't pitch them a lot of innings in the postseason. That's not where baseball is headed. It's not about the starting pitcher. I feel like the starting pitcher has never been more irrelevant than in today's game. I mean, think about it. The 1995 Braves had Smoltz, Glavin, and Maddox. The 2021 Braves have Max Freed. No offense to Max Freed, but he is not in that class of pitcher, yet both teams ended up winning the World Series. The 2021 Braves are where baseball is today, and the 1995 Braves are where baseball was. Let's talk about what the offseason priorities should be for the Atlanta Braves. Their number one priority should be re-signing first baseman Freddie Freeman. I mean, this guy is the face of their organization. He's an MVP. He's an excellent defender. He's one of the steadiest bats in the game. He's one of the best players in the game. I think he's a future Hall of Famer. I think they should come up with a seven-year contract to lock him up so that he ends his career as a member of the Braves and that he ends up going to Cooperstown as a member of the organization. Then Alex Anthopoulos has to decide if he wants to keep the players that he traded for. I mean, is he in the business of locking up Jorge Soler to a long-term contract? Does he want to keep Eddie Rosario? I mean, both of those guys 
were postseason heroes, but are they in the long-term plans of the Atlanta Braves? I feel like they're going to walk away from Jock Peterson. There's really no need for him. I mean, Ronald Acuna Jr. is going to come back. I like Jock Peterson, but he was really a rental. I feel like they'll bring back Adam Duvall because it feels like Duvall plays at his very best when he's a member of the Atlanta Braves. I also think they should bolster their starting pitcher rotation, and they are going to get Mike Soroka back at some point next season. He's a young, upcoming pitcher. I mean, again, they're going to have Max Reed. They're going to have Ian Anderson. They're going to have Mike Soroka. Their rotation is going to be a lot better. They're going to have Charlie Morton, but I think there's one guy that they should add this offseason, Kevin Gosman. Gosman had a career year for the San Francisco Giants. He's already pitched for the Braves at one point in his career. Make that reunion happen. I think if you get Kevin Gosman, you have a really nice chance to repeat, and that's what I think it should be all about. It should be all about repeating, and my motto is if you think you're going to repeat, you should add to your team. You're not going to win just by bringing the band back together. Do what you can do to improve the Atlanta Braves, and I think Kevin Gosman would be a huge addition to this team. Again, a rotation with Freed, Gosman, Morton, Anderson, and Soroka would be one of the best starting pitching rotations in the National League. And I would say if you're going to move on from Jorge Soler, if you're going to move on from Eddie Rosario and Jock Peterson, I would sign Nicholas Castellanos because that one guy would add to that team and would replace all three of those other players. I think Castellanos is an excellent player. He had a career year for the Reds. He just feels like he should be a member of the Atlanta Braves. They should do everything and anything to repeat. And I think bringing in Kevin Gosman and Nicholas Castellanos would help this team repeat. This is the second World Series title for the Braves since moving to Atlanta. The first one was in 95, but this time around, I think there's optimism that they won't have to wait 26 years to win again. I have real faith in this organization. I think Alex Anthopoulos is one of the best executives in baseball. I think the Braves are here to stay as legitimate contenders. And I want to end the podcast on this note. I think one of the biggest flax towards baseball has been that there's no parity, that it's all about the big teams, it's all about the Yankees, it's all about the Dodgers, and it's all about the Red Sox. How about this? The current era of baseball is filled with surprise winners. No team has repeated as champions since the Yankees in 1999 and 2000. And all this year, the favorites, the Dodgers, the Yankees, fell short. And for this year at least, the Atlanta Braves reign supreme. You have had a different winner since 2000. That is 21 straight different winners winning the World Series. How can you say there's no parity? How can you say this is all about the big teams? I mean, again, the Kansas City Royals have won a World Series in this time frame. The San Francisco Giants have won a World Series during this time frame. A small market team like the Tampa Bay Rays have been to the World Series twice during that time period. The two Chicago teams, the White Sox and the Cubs, who went through long stretches of not winning, finally won in 2005 and 20. 2016. How can you say that there's no parity in baseball? Baseball has a lot of issues, but parity is not one of them. Again, since 2000, there has been a different winner of the World Series, and there's been no repeat champion since the 99-2000 New York Yankees. And next year, you'll probably 
have a different winner. I mean, nobody's looking at this Braves team as the beginning of a dynasty. I feel like the Braves could win again, but they're not a sure bet. In that way, I think baseball is at a very healthy spot. You have real parity. Year to year, you do not know who is going to win the World Series, and I think that is all you can ask for from the sport. Again, there's a lot of issues. The pacing. I don't love watching four-hour games, but I do love the fact that each and every year since 2000, there has been a different World Series winner, and I hope it stays that way because parity is the best thing in sports. And at the beginning of this year, if I had told you the Atlanta Braves would be the one winning the World Series, you would have called me crazy. I think it's a very good thing for the sport. I think it's a very good thing for the Atlanta Braves. I enjoyed them during their run, and I hope that they continue to have success because they are one of the more consistent organizations in all of baseball. Thanks for listening to this edition of Head to Head. I'm Cam McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so please rate, review, and subscribe. <music>